Balls and chair shots. My name is Brandon Tanguma. Sitting beside me here, back for the first time, I think of this decade. Yes. We are in the F-150. We have a truck podcast. The driver of the truck, the owner of the truck. That's better. Dominic Hobson. Dominic, how are you doing today? Brandon, I feel uh, I feel good. Brandon, how are you, Brandon? Brandon, that's your name, right? I think so. Okay. I believe that is my name. Okay. Now let's jump right into it. Last week we discussed Curry is aiming for a March return, and apparently that return is going to happen on Sunday. There was breaking news that happened a couple days ago, but then there was a, apparently they're doing a meeting between Curry, Kerr, and the Warriors brass, but it seems as though this Curry return is going to be coming sooner rather than later. So with the Warriors' struggle so much, Dominic, what are you looking from this Warriors team with Steph Curry on it. Well, Brandon, would you say it's a little bit of uh, madness? Huh? Get March Madness? No? Okay. Anyways. Are we going to do a uh, bracket and we're going to do like a little competition to see who wins, even though neither one of us know anything about college basketball? I mean, maybe. You, yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll have to talk about that later. But, um, you know, you want my honest opinion? I don't think Curry should come back this season. I think they should just... Sit him because he's been he's been performing at a high rate for the past like seven years. Just give him a break, let him relax, be with his wife and kids, just chill. Just like they're doing with Clay, just sit him, relax him, be chill. But a broken hand is a little different than a torn ACL. And tomato, tomato. I mean, it, it's he's still. Like I mean, I mean, he was shooting like what, like a month or two ago. So obviously he's his hand I think is okay. He dunked like a couple weeks ago too. Exactly. So obviously his hand isn't that badly damaged. Yes, you know you don't want to come back too soon because you never know what can happen. You can always reaggravate it. But it's a broken hand. Don't want to put, you know, don't want to diminish it too much. But I think you come back. It's good for business. Have some, especially with the ratings being down so drastically locally and nationwide because the Warriors were on so many national televised games. I mean they were playing against the Lakers yesterday and LeBron was even playing. So there's really no point in watching that game. What, Anthony Davis isn't a marquee name for you? Yes, but he's no LeBron, let's be honest. That is very true. But, I mean, it's one of those things where, if I'm being honest, I know my team's not making playoffs. I know my team's not anywhere near playoff capacity. So do I bring Steph back for the off chance of he maybe even gets severely injured, even like maybe he tears his ACL next or whatever? Like, do I risk it or... Do I just say, you know what, fuck it, this is our tank season. Next season, we're going to get Giannis and some draft picks or whatever we, we get and be a lot better. Who knows? Warrior Twitter is going crazy with the conspiracy theories that they're going to get Giannis. Who knows? We'll get to Giannis in a little bit, but we didn't talk about this really all season when we kind of touch on the Warriors. Draymond has been really the only person of note playing on the Warriors this season. Hasn't been doing very good. What would you put on that? Would you say it's him being trash? Him slowing down because of so much wear and tear? Is it because he has nobody around him? Combination of all those things, Dominic? What is going on with Draymond this season? I mean, I, 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 for my opinion, I believe it's not having Steph and Clay on the floor. 
Um, and Kevin Durant. Well, yes, and Kevin Durant. I mean, hell, even Iggy not being there. Those are people that... You lose four of the top 20, or maybe top 50 players, and three of the top 20 players in the league. Exactly, and for him, I think in his head, he's thinking, okay, well, I'm fucking the man on the floor now, where he isn't. I, I don't think he's necessarily trash. I think he's just... I think it's kind of like what you what you stated. It's a little bit of everything. It's not having Clay and Steph on the floor or any, you know, or Iggy or Draymond or um, Kevin. Um, I do think it's a little bit of his rare and tear. He's been playing hard. He's, he goes hard no matter what. Um, you know, and let's be honest, he isn't a fucking, you know, you know, that good of a player. Oh, there we go, Dominic. Got it out of you. Hot take. Yep. Draymond Green, not that good of a player. I wanted to say a couple of choice words, but, you know. I mean, let it go. This is your podcast. Well, I don't know how to describe it. Like, nothing, like, bad or anything, but, like, I don't know how to, like, describe the words I have in my head because these are, like, fake words. Okay, before Dominic gets canceled, let's move on (laughs) to the East Coast. Joel Embiid has a shoulder injury. He will be gone for at least a week, probably more than that. The Sixers have been struggling on the road. They've only got a handful of wins on the road. Dominic, how much... Does this hurt the Sixers, and is it time to maybe look to move on past Joel Embiid? Embiid's a fucking pussy. I'll straight up tell you that. He is a vagina. He cries way too much. Um, And yeah, I think I think all his hype is pretty much gone. I mean, when he first came in the league, everyone was kind of like, oh, crap, this guy, you know, forced to be reckoned with. I think it's kind of he's kind of proven them wrong with how he's been playing lately. Um, so, yeah, I think, I'm not trying to say there's, I don't think he's going anywhere, but, you know, I definitely can see him on, on getting traded maybe next season. Yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly what you can get for him, but Joel Embiid is a damn good player when he is healthy, just the problem is he doesn't play all that often, he was hurt his rookie year, and everything, and now he has a shoulder injury. Yes, it might be a little better than the legs, because with these big men, once the legs go, everything starts to go. But uh, Joel Embiid, really good player. I'm just kind of scared because I don't know what you can really get for him because of all the baggage, and I think the upside is good enough that maybe you should keep him. One might say trust the process, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't, like I said, I don't see him going anywhere, but I can see them putting him in a trade package and get, landing someone key. Hurts for me because, of course, I did pick them to go all the way to the finals, and it doesn't look like that's going to happen. But on the bright side, maybe my Miami Heat will take their place. No. Moving on, it might be Lent. It might be a Friday, but we got some beef to talk about. We got some good old-fashioned NBA beef. We've talked a lot about baseball beef, but I got basketball beef, Dominic. Giannis and James Harden kind of going at it back and forth. Giannis talked on the uh, when he was doing his picks. He didn't want James Harden because he wants someone who could pass the ball, and then James Harden kind of clapping back a little bit, not really putting a name to it, but we all know who he's talking about, saying that he wishes he could be seven foot and just do nothing and just dunk all the time because that doesn't take any real skill. And what he does actually is skillful and all this good fun stuff. So, Dominic, your thoughts on this good old basketball beef between Giannis and James Harden? I mean, let, let's be honest. Let me, let me ask you this question. And actually, it's the question you just asked me. If you had to pick one, who would you pick? James Harden or Giannis? I would definitely pick Giannis. He's younger. He doesn't have the track record of 
choking in the playoffs, let's be honest. Yes, they probably should have beat the Raptors last season, but they didn't. But that's just one. James Harden kind of has the, the track record of not getting past the Warriors. Yes, the Warriors are an all-time great team, but there's other points where the Rockets and James Harden should have done a lot better. But they didn't. I mean, James Harden, fantastic player. One of the top players in the league, no doubt about it. But I just think in this day and age where the shooter, the dribbler, is kind of not commonplace, but I think it's a lot easier to get a player that can replace James Harden, you're not going to really find anyone who can replace Giannis besides literally another Giannis and one of his brothers. See, and my whole thing is, and I agree with everything you just said first off, but my thing, though, too, is like, I, I, I don't, I'm going to say I dislike James Harden. I don't. I, I think he's super unsportsman-like. He complains. He he argues all this other stuff. I don't really. I haven't really seen that in Giannis. And I could be wrong because maybe I don't watch enough of his games or I don't go on social media enough. He's kind of one of those passive-aggressive guys. You know, he'll, he'll, yeah. he'll say something and he'll laugh it off, and it might not sound. He might be a little tongue-in-cheek. Maybe he means it. Maybe he doesn't. But, I mean, he, he picked Kemba Walker and Trey Young over James Harden. And, I mean, I don't know who you'd really pick if you're starting a team. Maybe I'd pick Trey Young just because he's really young and he can shoot the lights out. But, I mean, James Harden is, like, arguably the top two guard in the league right now. And, and I mean, and I'm not taking that away from him, but, I mean, in my opinion, it's, like, what James Harden stands for, like, the, his attitude and... You know, I just, I can't, I can't stand him. Giannis is someone who I can look up to and kids can look up to. James Harden's is very, to me, very poisonous. I would say I can't wait for the finals matchup, but we all know the Rockets aren't making it to the finals. Nope. Because they always choke. And you got the Clippers and Lakers to go through, so. Then it can happen. So then let's move on quickly. We talked about Luis Severino having some forearm discomfort being shut down. And now it comes out, we speculated it, that he will have Tommy John surgery. So obviously he will be out for the rest of the 2020 season. The Yankees still have quite a bit of arms in their rotation. But there's rumor and speculation that maybe they're going to go out and trade either Severino outright or trade somebody to replace him. The Giants are someone out there that could be a suitable uh, trade bait for him. You got uh, Cueto, you got Samarja. I don't know exactly if you think those players should be traded. I think Samarja only has one year left on his deal, so it's a good one-year rental. If you trade Severino for uh, Samarja straight up with maybe a prospect or two from the Yankees, I don't know. I mean, if I had to pick one, I'd rather keep Cueto over Samarja, but I mean... I... But Cueto is coming off an injury as well, so and he's older. Yeah, I like I think Cueto, even coming off of injury, I think is a better pitcher than Jeff. So, um, but then again, you never know. Weirder things have happened. I mean, I I honestly think they'll trade uh, the Yankees will probably trade him just because they can probably just find someone else to do the job for him. Anyways, I mean, how how big of a blow is this for the Yankees? Let's be honest, here, Brandon. How big of a blow is it? Well, he's probably is the number two or three, depending on where you would rank Tanaka over him. He's a really good pitcher. Once again, injuries are uh, a little troublesome. But I have, I think he's a really good pitcher. I would I would maybe trade for him, depending on how much the Yankees are actually asking for him. I know they're kind of in a win-now scenario. They paid a lot of money to uh, Garrett Cole, so how much money and stuff can they really add on top 
of that roster, but I mean, the Yankees, as I said, you know, they're trying to go all in. It's them and the Dodgers are just trying to finally win one. Obviously, the Yankees have won it like, what, 11, 12 years ago. The Dodgers, it's 30 plus years, but I think they're both in the same camp where they're going to try to do anything and everything to get to that title. Well, we'll have this wait. And they already have one, but the Astros are cheaters. What? How many times have you been hit, by the way? Have you you been keeping count? Uh, They have been hit about eight or seven times thus far in spring training. Nice. Most of them have been off-speed pitches, and a uh, few of them have been from minor leaguers, so there's really no incentive for them to hit them. But but, they, but the boys are probably like, yeah, you should hit them. I don't know if we talked about this. The official over-under is 83.5, Dominic. Yes, we've talked about this. Okay, just making sure. I took the over. You, you hammer the over as you always yes. do. Yep. Are we going to hammer the over in Vegas? Are we uh, going to bet on the game? Because <laughs> I'm fucking broke right now. Oh, it's okay, Dominic. It's okay. So now let's move on to the world of football, both NFL and XFL. But first, we're going to talk about some NFL free agency news. We have Dak Prescott in the news. Jerry Jones saying that, or I don't know if it's Jerry Jones who said it, but news has come out that Jerry Jones and Dak Prescott's agent have met up. They're trying to talk and work things out. First time they've actually met up since, I think, September or the beginning of the season. They could franchise tag him, but I think they really want to get this done on both sides. There's rumor and speculation that maybe they move on from him and try to sign Tom Brady. I don't think that's going to happen because I think 10 years of Dak is better than two years of Tom Brady. But, Dominic, how do you think this thing is going to go between the Cowboys and Dak Prescott? I think if they don't franchise him, it would be a bad call. Um, I don't necessarily agree with you saying 10 years of Dak is better than two years of Tom, but... Explain, do you think Tom Brady is good enough? Okay, so you're going to say in the next two years, just the next two years, you think Tom Brady is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott in the next two years. Yes. Okay. 100% guaranteed. You said it, not me. So I'm ready to hammer I'm gonna, over on that. I'm going to hold you to that. If we're still doing this in two years, we're going to check back in and see, you know, statistic person. So you're telling me. Statistic. So wait, okay, wait, wait. Are check we up. saying if Tom Brady stays with New England, goes to another team, he that, or are you just saying in general Tom Brady will have better numbers than. You're that. saying Tom Brady will have better numbers. Well, I, yeah, I'm saying that. So you're, you're saying. Dak Prescott will be better than Tom Brady. Yes, I don't think that's a really hot take. Not like overall, but just in the in the current incarnation of what Tom Brady is right now. He had his worst year of his career last season. Do you really think he's going to get up to Dak Prescott, who, yes, he was facing against a bunch of tomato cans, but he was <laughs> damn near an MVP frontrunner in the first half of the season. Yeah, but you, there you go, the first half. He fell off the wagon. Tom Brady went, but he also had Jason Garrett head coach. Okay, I'm just saying, when Tom Brady is firing in all cylinders, Tom Brady. Which was the last time that happened? What two years ago? It ain't two years ago. It ain't. It's not. Last time I checked, it's 2020, not 2018. 2017. Sorry. Whatever. Just saying, when Tom Brady is firing, when the fucking wheels are turning on the Tom Brady Express. Hoot, hoot, he's a goat. I don't want to really talk too much about this because we've already talked about this multiple times, but the rumored innuendo about Derek Carr leaving the Raiders, Tom Brady going to the, going to the Raiders, do you think there's anything really uh, to talk about here? Just kind of no, the same I, shit over as, and over again. And once, every, once something does happen, we'll talk about it. As much as I would love Tom Brady to be with the Raiders. Next two years, Tom Brady or Derek Carr, who's better? 
don't so know. That mean, so now you're saying know. Derek Carr is a better player than Dak Prescott because that means you have to actually think about it. Derek Carr, with the right weapons, is dangerous. But overall, no. Prescott's better than Derek Carr. Okay. I mean, they both had Amari Cooper, and I would say Dak Prescott has gotten more out of Amari Cooper than Derek Carr has. Okay, I'm going to shut up now. Now, let's move on to this week's episode of... Dominic's Picks. Dun-dun-dun. XFL version, Dominic. I am starting to play the game now. Okay. I think we pretty much tied. I did really good in the early game. Did absolutely jack shit on the second game. But, Dominic, give us your predictions for the two games that are going to be coming up that will lead you to victory and have you roll it in the dough. Win $25,000? Win $25,000. You're going to have a huge bankroll yep. for Las Vegas. Or you can just pay off all your debts in your truck and I'll not have to worry about that. That's just because, you know, fuck Vegas. But, so, for Sunday at 1 p.m., we have the Houston Roughnecks and the Dallas Renegades. Brandon, what is the score of that game? What is your prediction? The Roughnecks against the Renegades. Renegades are at home? Sure. Who knows? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, I have my picks in my pocket. I don't feel like bringing them out. But I will go with the Roughnecks to get the dub. Mm -hmm. I think I'll go... Don't look at my scores. Mid-20s for the Roughnecks. Mid teens for the Renegades. Close to what I have. I have the Roughnecks going over the Renegades, twenty-eight to eighteen. Okay, very traditional score once again. Then, for the four o'clock game, I almost said the Sunday four o'clock game. It's still Sunday. I thought you said the score o'clock game. Score o'clock game. So uh, we have the DC Defenders going against the Tampa Bay Vipers. Now I betted very heavily on the DC Defenders last week, thinking they were going to get the dub. And, of course, they shit the bed, get blown out, and that's why I didn't get any points in the second game. Uh, maybe they're a little bit overrated because their defense... Yes, I know. I'm actually really talking about the XFL in depth there, even though I didn't really watch a whole lot last week. Yeah. But the that's DC fine. Defenders' defense it did get exposed. Maybe they should not, not be the DC Defenders anymore. But uh-huh. I think they'll ba- bounce back. It is against the Vipers. And correct? they're still winless. The Vipers are still winless. Sweet uniforms, though. But I will go with the DC Defenders' 20... Nine, Vipers, 23. Once again, very close to what I guessed as well. I did 24 to 21 with the Defenders winning it, leaving the Vipers winless still. All right, go and bet the house on it. Now let's move on, finally, with a story that both involves sports and wrestling news, the coronavirus. Yes, we're going to talk serious for a moment. Shout out Lance Storm. We got the coronavirus in do the we news. we really have to talk about this? Obviously, because it has to do with sports and wrestling, Dominic. Do you even know what I'm talking about? Obviously, you don't, because you're questioning me why we're talking about this. Well, I mean, I, of course, know what it is. I mean, it's I mean. Then it's if you know what it is, then you can take it away, Dominic. Well, folks. Actually, Brandon, you know, maybe there's a new update. Maybe you should take it over. Uh, last time I checked, there's not really an update. It's it's more like, you know, hard news about something's going to happen and something's already happened. Yeah, see, look, I, see, that's a new update to me. Maybe you should take it over from here, bro. Well, I mean, if you insist, I, I guess insist. I'll I talk totally about what's going on insist. with the coronavirus. So in the world of sports, we'll tackle that first. Obviously, it is taking place in Tokyo, Japan, and Japan and the entire Asian part of the world has been hitting pretty hard by the coronavirus. I remember this now. The IOC has given a, I don't know if you say a warning or a verdict or whatever, saying that it, they gotta make a, a, they got to do something within the next few months 
or else the Olympics will either be postponed, I don't even know when, you know, a few months, maybe next year, or just going to be outright canceled. Pretty scary stuff. As Dominic takes a big old Yonsky. Oh, you, you should, you're passing it to me? Yes, I was passing it to you. Oh. Because I'm gonna, we're going to do the sports thing first, and then the wrestling part, even though it's pretty much the same thing. Oh, I only know the wrestling part. I thought that's what you were talking about. Well, then I guess we'll talk about the wrestling part, too. New Japan. It's canceled! Yes, unfortunately, it is canceled. I was looking forward to the matches. Next week, you got Tetsuya Naito and Hiromu Takahashi. You got the start of the New Japan Cup. The matches are going to be absolutely phenomenal. But unfortunately, they have canceled no, the I got a question. upcoming events for about the next week and a half. I got a question, Brandon. Well, Dominic, maybe I have an answer. Who knows? Now, I, you know, you know me. I try to be the super unracist person ever. You know, I try to be super casual. I, th- but I have to ask. I thought this originated in another country and not Japan. So why would Japan be canceled? New Japan be canceled? Well, Dominic. Here's the thing. It's a virus. Mm-hmm. It's a you know, sickness or whatever. Mm-hmm. It can get transferred from person to person. Oh. Japan, it, it originated in China, oh, okay. which yes, is what you're thinking yeah, about. Yes, probably. yes, I was. Yes. But, you know, a lot of people will travel from China to Japan. They're kind of close to each other. Oh. So it's very easily transmittable between the two countries despite it originating in China. Dominic, you do realize that there was a, there was a, whatever you call it, infected person right here in the... Northern California area. Well, you know. That's a no. I knew that. I know there's one, a couple in Davis, and I think one in San Jose, so yeah, I know that. Well, the correct answer was, like, Solano County. That's where the person's affected. San Francisco has declared a state of emergency, or in whatever you call it, even though it hasn't been anything yet. So, cross my fingers, maybe school gets canceled, and I still get credit, and I graduate. Whoop! No, that won't happen. You'll have to not. take another class. Yep. Never graduating. Nope. Never. Never. Yep, I get the coronavirus. Dominic, have you seen the statistic that apparently a lot of idiotic Americans are scared to drink corona because of the coronavirus? <laughs> yes, I saw that, and I actually literally was like, should I go buy some beer? Is it cheaper now or something? Or I don't know the statistics or the data from which this research was founded upon, but it doesn't shock me. I mean, I mean, have you heard the, also kind of sticking to the sports news, that Garth Brooks was in Detroit. You know Garth Brooks. You yes, know, legendary country never star. Cool or tight. Yeah, you know, went to his concert, one of the best concerts I've ever been to. But he went to Detroit, and he was wearing a Barry Sanders jersey, and Barry Sanders is the number 20. Mm-hmm. And people on Facebook were ready to cancel him because they thought that they were, that Garth Sanders Brooks was endorsing Bernie Sanders with the year 2020 on his back, so that's Facebook for you. People get easily triggered and say wow. Trump 2020 because someone's wearing a Barry Sanders jersey, not a Bernie Sanders jersey. Wow. Um, yeah, that is pretty Sh- bad. I mean, shockingly, I know this might shock you, but I, the all the people that I saw the comments about were white people. Really? I'm blown away by that. I know. I mean, I mean we should have stopped the podcast there. Holy shit. So, you know, I just had to ask that question, you know, because... Didn't want to assume anything. So, you know, when you assume, you make an ass of me and you. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. Or just you. Mostly just me. Assume. <laughs> Anyways, what else? Well, that's pretty much it for the world of sports. Now let's move on to the world of professional wrestling. But first, if you... Lo- I was going to make a little fake commercial, but I figured... Not a lot of news yeah, to talk mind. about. Fuck me. Okay. Yeah, fuck you. Okay. 
Anyways, Samoa Joe has been suspended for 30 days effective on Monday. No word on exactly what he tested positive for. He was in the news for getting a concussion during a commercial shoot. He was hurt a few weeks ago. And more bad news for Samoa Joe. He will be back in time for WrestleMania, but obviously he won't be a part of the build towards WrestleMania for a long time, so who knows? Maybe there's a last-minute injury he can be substituted, but it's looking like, once again, Samoa Joe, apparently he's never been at WrestleMania. I didn't really realize this until now, but maybe Samoa Joe's uh, unfortunate streak continues of missing WrestleManias. Not even, like, in the Battle Royal or anything like that? Nope. Hmm. I mean, that's what I think is going to happen. Just going to maybe, maybe he'll be a return surprise at the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, and he'll win that, or Gronk will win it, but who knows? Sad news oh, for, for Joe. Oh, God, don't let Gronk win it. That's it. That's all I got to say. That's all you get. Nothing else on well, I mean, news? I mean, I figured he tested positive for some type of painkiller, maybe, because he wasn't um, concussed. Oh, what would you take for a concussion? Take a painkiller, you think? Or? You don't really take a painkiller. You just got to kind of wait it out. Hmm. I wonder what he was taking, then. Who knows? Who knows? Do you, what do you think his, his vice is? Do you think it's painkillers? Do you think it's maybe some marriage to Buana? Maybe it's some X, some Molly, some Percocets. Moving on. Okay, fine. Some AEW news. They have signed a new talent, Lance Archer. He ain't new. He old. Big fan of Lance Archer, if you guys have seen. I actually have a Lance Archer sticker on my laptop. You do? Not really because I wanted to, just because it got sent in the mail through whatever those mystery boxes, and they gave me a sticker. So I was like, you know what? It looks cool. I'll slap that motherfucker on. Didn't even really know who he was. But last year, I think he really made a name for himself in the G1 Climax in New Japan overall. Had some fantastic matches last year. Had a really good match with John Moxley at Wrestle Kingdom. So very excited for him to come to AEW. He's a bigger dude. Obviously, there's not a lot of them in AEW, but I think uh, he'll do very well. Maybe he joins the Dark Order. Who exactly knows? But I think his best trait or his best uh, slot in AEW will be as a heel going up against the much smaller roster. How come I have a weird, weird feeling that he's in a team with Brody Lee? Brody Lee is someone who is also rumored to either sign or already has signed with AEW. But, uh, I mean, yes, they're very similar in size, not look, but they're two kind of taller, slender guys. That could be a good tag team. Lance Archer made a name for himself as a tag team, but I think he can be... Both these men could be really good as a singles act. The tag team division... It's good, but it, we, I think we've kind of run through all the matchups so many times that if you were to put these two big guys together, something different in the division, I think that could work. But if you want to split them off and have them each kind of do their own thing in their own little world, that's fine too. Well, the thing that sucks is, and I know you're a big fan of less little to no titles, but you know you have a bunch of mid-carders that could be... I am open to a mid-card title in AEW. Okay. So I'm not, like, saying you don't need another title. I mean, you don't, you know, have no more titles. You don't need an Intercontinental United States and a Cruiserweight title. Exactly. If you have a television title or a a BR Live title, I don't know what the hell you call it. But I think it could be fine. I think Lance Archer is definitely someone that could win that thing Mm -hmm. the first time comes out. He's going to be on Dynamite next week in his first match. Who knows who he's going to face, what his exact storyline is going to be. But... I wouldn't be shocked if he's maybe not a huge part of Double or Nothing, but if he's, you know, in the mid-card, in the mix, on the rise up, or doing something. Well, I mean, and like I said, I think if they were to develop or debut a mid-card title, I think he would be perfect. And 
that's where you can have him and Brody Lee. Um, you can have Pac. You can have, you know, a couple of these singles guys who are just kind of like dancing around doing nothing. You know, um, you know, him and Orange Cassidy could, you know, have one hell of a match. I would like to see what Lance Archer and Darby Allen could do. That could be a lot. That of fun. would be nice. I would like that. We will have to stay tuned and find a lot more AEW to talk about. We got Dynamite and we got the Revolution pay-per-view to preview. But first, we got WWE on Thursday. We had Blood Money 5. Yes, Super Showdown taking place in the lovely free country of Saudi Arabia. They're free there now? And we have a new Universal Champion. Yes, Bill Goldberg, 53-year-old Bill Goldberg, is your new Universal Champion as he pins the Fiend Bray Wyatt in about three minutes. Spear, shitty jackhammer. Gets the win. Or sorry, like three spears and a shitty jackhammer. So, Dominic, your thoughts on Goldberg being the Fiend. And we don't talk about SmackDown a whole lot on the show, but it has pretty much been set up that Goldberg will face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Well, first off, I want to say shame on you, WWE. Second thing is I want to say it takes a botched move to beat the Fiend. And three, why are we having... Roman and Goldberg and not Wyatt and Goldberg because Wyatt deserves his rematch, correct? I guess, but now the new rule is rematches are antiquated, so they don't have to do that anymore. I mean, it took, what, two, three years for Goldberg to get his rematch, so get in line, Fiend. This is stupid. Bray Wyatt's going to go to AEW Watch. Guaranteed. I don't know if, I don't think Bray Wyatt's going to AEW. I have another person who took a loss on this show that I think should go to AEW, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. I'm not, there has been a lot of outrage on the internet about Goldberg winning. I'm not one of those people who's going to get so up in arms about it. I think The Fiend should have never been in this position to begin with. He should have never put the title on him. He's a creepy act, and he doesn't really do a whole lot. All he does is does the puppet show. He'll come out to the match, no-sell all the guy's moves, and you can't really do a whole lot with that. So they put themselves into a pickle here. I don't know exactly what the original plan was with John Cena, because now it looks like The Fiend was gonna, is going to face John Cena at WrestleMania. So, I mean, John Cena versus The Fiend is fine. I think The Fiend should and will get a win over John Cena, kind of retribution for WrestleMania 30. I think they're definitely going to play up on that. Haven't seen SmackDown yet, so don't know what uh, the build is thus far, but I'm not the one who's going to be all up in arms about this finish, but... I'm more disappointed in WWE just getting to this point rather than having Goldberg beat him. Well, I mean, the the issue I have is it's Roman and Goldberg. But I think, I don't know how, we didn't see SmackDown yet, so I don't know how they're portraying Goldberg, but you could play him up as a heel. They're in Boston. It's kind of a smarky crowd. I don't know how they're going to react to him. But I think Roman Reigns against Goldberg, you're more likely to get a 50-50, maybe even a positive with Roman because of all the backlash by Goldberg then if it was to be The Fiend against Roman Reigns, I still don't understand the whole fascination with people in The Fiend. Like, yes, it was kind of entertaining the first few months he did it, but then it's very repetitive, and it's I'm not the biggest fan of it. Maybe I'm blinded because we saw that atrocious Hell in a Cell match, but <laughs> I've never been the biggest fan of The Fiend, but it was better than, I guess, his first incarnation. I guess especially later on when he was just losing everybody, but... yeah. Yeah, I'm, I get what people are outraged, especially when it comes to people saying, oh, you need to build up stars, and you have a 53-year-old guy winning when you have, I don't even know how old Bray Wyatt is, but he ain't like in his 20s, he's probably in his 30s. 
Well, I mean, in twenty years, you're not going to have. It's not going to be the same when Bray Wyatt comes back or whatever because he's losing all the time to people like Goldberg and The Undertaker. Well, I mean, it just comes down to it for me. It's just, you know, I do agree they paint they, you know, put themselves in a corner, but I just don't like the outcome of Goldberg and Roman. It's like pretty much the it's they're two of the same wrestlers. They hit their their signature move and they're done. You know what I mean? They don't have and the way Goldberg wrestles, it's not going to be like a five-minute match. I was still very high on that Goldberg-Brock Lesnar match. But I think, uh, you know, Goldberg is whatever, three, four years younger or older. And I think Brock Lesnar is, in that scenario, in that type of match, I think Brock Lesnar is better equipped to have a better match than Roman Reigns. So I pretty much know, we pretty much know what the match is going to be like. Definitely not ex- uh, excited for it, but it's going to happen. And once again, it all reverts back to Roman because Roman must go over and everyone's got to love him. But it feels like it's 2014-15 again where Roman's getting pushed and not a lot of people are buying it. Well, then you're going to end up getting a bunch of people booing Roman and then that means Roman's going to drop the title to someone less deserving like they did when he won it and Seamus cashed in and took it from him. It's like one of those issues where we're just going to... He's going to just... This is going to be an awkward title reign. I don't think Roman... I don't think they understand that. It's not that we don't like Roman. We just don't like the fact that they're force-feeding him. And I think that's that's what we've talked about hundreds of times. It's not that we don't like him. It's just we don't. we want to like him on our own terms. And it's kind of constantly just... You know, well, Roman's big and tall and good-looking. And he's a decent wrestler. Here. Like him. It's like, no. We don't. Feel better now? A little bit. Then the other, both of the world title matches put together, I think, lasted about four and a half minutes. We got Lesnar defeating Ricochet in about a minute, 30 seconds. I could have told you that. Ricochet runs at him. Lesnar just pushes him away like he's a little fly. Suplex, suplex, F5, go home. Brock Lesnar made the easiest $2 million or whatever he'll ever make. And obviously we knew Ricochet wasn't going to win. I thought maybe he was going to put up a little bit more of a fight. It was going to be a okay match that went at least five minutes but it didn't he got the Kofi Kingston treatment once again another black person losing to Lesnar very quickly I think Kofi uh, Ricochet lasted a little longer than he obviously he did because Kofi was only in there for like 10 seconds but Ricochet I teased it he should go to AEW I think what he's been doing on WWE has been so disappointing he's such a great wrestler yes maybe he's not the most charismatic talker in the world but he's so damn good and he's just so underutilized and with the shape of the the roster is on both Raw and SmackDown. Like, Ricochet is someone who could be so much more, and yet he's not. Damn, you're really stroking that ego, aren't you? Rick- Ricochet is fantastic. I you don't fuck. like Ricochet? I mean, I do, but I mean, I'm not... You were basically... If, fuck, if he was right next to you, you'd be jerking him off right now. That's how much you were so talking So telling about. me like I'm Casey Catanzaro? Shut up. Don't talk about her. She, oh, wait. Oh, I got it. I no doubt. Okay, yeah, I got you. You dirty boy. Because they're together. Yes. Not that I love her or anything like that. Of course not, because you have your lovely fiancé yes. sitting right next to you, and you would never Google over any other woman, because you already have your your own. Well, not your own, because she's, she's not a piece of property, and, <laughs> you know, equality and all that stuff, but, you know, you guys love each other, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good save. Good save. I don't know if it's a good save. It was, it was a save. 
I mean, I kinda, she's I kinda, not taking out her earpiece. I kind of bobbled the transfer, but I got I got it to first base in time. Oh, it's paused. Oh. She heard everything. Anyways. Studio audience, you're fantastic. You know, you laughed at my joke today on Instagram in the, in the group chat, so, you know, we're on good terms right now. Because Dom... Yeah, I, I when I said duck you? Because I made fun of Dominic, because... What the fuck is a duck? Fuck a duck. <laughs> tried to say fuck you. Yeah. I said, yeah, I tried to say fuck you. Oh, and then God. I said duck you. And then he said quack quack. And then you said like quack quack back or whatever. And I'm just like, fuck you guys. Whatever. Flying V. Yes. <laughs> Shout out Mighty Ducks. Oh, Mighty Ducks guys. show coming to Disney Plus. Anyways. Can we continue, please? Yes, we will continue then. Thank you. We got another old man taking care of, an, I guess, another old man, but a younger man. Undertaker comes out and destroys AJ Styles with a shitty-looking choke slam in about 30 seconds or 10 seconds. Undertaker wasn't even in this gauntlet match, but yet he won the, the piss trophy, and we thought this was building towards Taker and Styles. He would just come out and stare him down, but nope. He pins him. So what the hell's going on? Are they still going to have the match at WrestleMania, or are they going to go in a different direction? Nope. It's gonna go. I hope they go in a different direction. I'm afraid that, you know... It's not to say that they couldn't put on a good match. I'm just saying I'm not really, you know, if this was like Prime Taker and even AJ at right now, this match definitely is five, at least five years too late. Exactly. So I'm kind of like not. Don't get me wrong. I'm still looking forward to it, but like I'm kind of like, eh, I'm not. You know, I don't think there's gonna be any like holy shit moment. It's just gonna be like, oh okay, cool. Oh, okay, but okay. let's be honest. What other person of note that's at that AJ Styles level could get a decent match at a Undertaker. Like, there's Daniel Bryan, but he's a babyface. There's Ricochet, but he's low on the totem pole. Like, who else could you pick that could get an okay match out of the Undertaker, but yet still feel massive and have a good storyline or whatever back and forth? Shawn Michaels. Coming out of retirement one more time. Gets the dub over the t- over Undertaker, and then everybody rides off into the sunset. Just how WrestleMania 28 should have been. Yes, sir. But we all know that ain't gonna happen. Then... We got a title switch. We got Miz and Morrison defeating the New Day to become the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Kind of thought this was going to happen. Miz and Morrison get the dub. New champions. Apparently something's hilarious. But I don't know what's going on. So, Dominic, take it away. Take away what? Miz and Morrison? Or why she's, like, going to piss herself right now? Either or. I'll stick with the wrestling, because I don't know what's going on. Um... This makes them, what, three-time tag team champions? Together. Not individual, not separate, just together. It's a three-time? I don't know. I haven't done my research on this. I'm sorry. It's fine. You don't do any research. I know. I'm terrible. Dominic, you're really carrying this podcast, I must say. Do you even watch the product, bro? Fuck. I mean, to be honest, I barely even watched Blood Money 5 because it really doesn't... I knew exactly what was going to happen, and it all kind of... They're all going to be shitty matches, Hmm. and I pretty much uh, was correct on that. Cool. Good for you, bro. Um... Anyways, with Miz and Morrison, um, I see them. Do, I I do see this feud with New Day and Miz and Morrison culminating at WrestleMania. But do I think that's where New Day regains the titles? No, I don't see New Day regaining any titles until um, you know sometime later, maybe in the summer. So yeah, get your finger on the mute button a little quicker there, bub. Okay. 
Anyways, let's move on to NXT. I thought a lackluster episode of NXT. Not a whole lot really happened. We got Dominic Dijakovic taking the loss against Cameron Grimes with some Damian Priest interference. So maybe Cameron Grimes goes off and faces Keith Lee while Dijakovic faces off against Damian Priest, I guess. I'd like that. I think that'd be fine. I don't see nothing wrong with that at all. I mean, Grimes and Keith Lee, I think, could put together one hell of a match. But then you also run into the issue of Keith Lee being such a big baby face and Cameron Grimes being such a small heel that it's kind of, not unbelievable, but it's kind of a, a harder story to tell. Your point? And then you have Grimes win because he's a heel. You, you know, low blow him and you pin him up and boom, you got a new champion. You hit her first. Cameron Grimes, new North American champion. Then we got Finn Finn coming out to cut a promo. He was going to talk about what is next for Finn Balor. And he didn't get to his announcement because Imperium interrupted him. No Walter, just uh, Eichner, Fabian Eichner, and Marcel Barthel. I got it because I knew Dominic was going to help me on this. Goddamn right. I don't know, I don't know Walter. And so obviously. Oh, and I know uh, the ex sanity guy too. Wolf. What's his first name? Alex. Xander. Xander. There we go. So obviously this is Xander means Wolf? Alex Xander. Oh, Alex. Alex and Alex Alexander. Lander. Alex Lander? I don't know. Okay. Anyways. anyways so we're going to get Finn Balor versus Walter. Shut up and take my money. Really? You, want, you, you Really? What? You're not excited for Finn Balor versus Walter? No. I'm terrified for Finn. I don't want him to get hurt. You don't want that beautiful chest of his to get no, brutalized? No, no, no. Like the Can you audience. imagine the the pain and the anger? I don't know if the... Salute. Mic, yeah, I don't know if it picked it up or not. Anyways, um, the pain, the sadness that studio audience and even your mother's going to go through watching Walter just brutalize him. It's going to be heartbreaking, man. It's going to be heartbreaking. But in the process, it's going to be one hell of a match. Goddamn right it is. And, yeah, I mean, I enjoy this. I don't know if this is a full-on babyface turn but from Finn Balor, but I think this was the perfect way to turn him. He was still a heel Balor, but now he's just in the role for people to cheer him. And I think that's pretty much what you wanted out of this, have Finn still be the ass-kicking, bullet-club Finn Balor, but yet he's going up against the big, bad, evil man in Walter with his, his three cronies. Will we see Demon Finn ever in NXT? I think we will eventually. I don't think we're going to get it here. I think if we're going to get it, it will be at an NXT TakeOver or an NXT title match. You could do it at WrestleMania weekend. If that's obviously they're building towards that, I don't know if this is going to be just for the... I mean, if it's for the UK title, I don't see Finn winning it. So I don't know exactly what you do with that unless you want Finn to win it and then he goes over to NXT UK, but obviously that doesn't get the viewership NXT does. So I'm not even going to speculate on what's going on with the title. But... I think you really save that because we haven't seen it for so long that you save it for... Dominic, what are you doing? You give me some sort of... No, that was my way of saying, like, you don't need to pass it back. We can go on to the next one with a thumbs up. You know, like, all right, you're good. Keep talking. When you finish, just get on to the next subject. Anyways, we're not going to see Demon Finn Finn okay. on this one. Then we got uh, Zia Lee, unfortunately, defeating Dominic's girl, Mia Yim. Because of a distraction. We got the interference on the first match, and now we got a distraction finish in this match. It's some bullshit. Looks as though we're going to get Dakota Kai versus Mia Yim continuing that feud. So now Dakota Kai has two feuds going on. They're going to have a cage match with Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox next week. So 
who knows what's going on with that, but continuing. Why, why are they doing a cage match on a, on a NXT taping and not fucking... Well, they got a few months to go until they get to take over. Oh, I guess that's right. And we're also going to have another cage match. Two cage matches, almost like TNA Lockdown. What? Roderick Strong will take on Velveteen Dream in a cage match as well. Should be good. I'm going to go with Dream and Dakota Kai. I'm going to go with Strong and Dakota Kai. Then we get Tommaso Ciampa taking on Austin Theory. Really good match, even though Ciampa kind of dismissed Theory last week. But they get they go about 15 minutes. Very good match. Ciampa wins in the end, and then Gargano lays out Ciampa, forwarding his heel turn. Still don't get an explanation on why, Johnny, why. But a good next step, but nothing too spectacular. Why do you think, if you are booking this whole turn on Gargano, or for Gargano, sorry, what is the reasoning behind it? What would you write for him? I think you say... It's a heel, so you can really make up really anything, and it doesn't have to make sense. But I think you kind of go down the route of Johnny being jealous of him, of Ciampa being so successful without him, and now he's you know going on to... he Ciampa's doing such great things while Gargano was struggling. I think that's kind of what you do, and Gargano couldn't live to see the day of Ciampa getting Goldie back before he gets the title back or whatever. Okay, I like it. I'm digging it. You should be a writer. Fuck journalism. Thank you, Dominic. Now, in the main event, your other girl, Charlotte Flair, takes on your, uh, not your girl, Bianca Belair, and Charlotte gets the victory in uh, a good match. I, you know, didn't have the highest of expectations, but I thought they uh, did a good job here, and this was the right finish. I was a little scared that Bianca was going to either, you know, it's going to be a non-finish or we're going to get a triple threat match at WrestleMania, but no, it seems that we're on the path for a one-on-one Flair versus Ripley match. And what's going to be the end result at WrestleMania, Brandon? Huh? Ripley gets the dub. I hope so, because as much as I love Charlotte, we don't need her burying Rhea Ripley. Just saying. Speaking of Rhea Ripley, Charlotte was going... Well, I guess she did attack Bianca Belair, did the whole uh, foot-in-the-chair stomp thing, and Rhea Ripley... Her, her music hits, she comes out, and she's just kind of leisurely strolling, and she just stares at Charlotte while she fucking chops Bianca Belair's leg off. But first, before she ran in to make the save, she had to do her little stomp gimmick with the music and the lights blaring. And, I mean, I love Rhea, but I'm going to call a spade a spade. That was fucking stupid. And why was she too worried about hitting her cool entrance instead of saving Bianca Belair? I thought that was really dumb. I mean, you know... Baller's gonna ball, right? You get your opportunity, your music hits. I'm gonna make an impact. I'm gonna show this bitch I'm a boss. But yet the whole reason she came out, in theory, was to save Bianca Belair from this dastardly attack by Charlotte, and yet she was too busy posing to stop the attack from happening. You know, you're overthinking this, Brandon. I don't think it really matters. I think the whole point of her music hitting, her coming down, the presence of her coming just, down. Just when someone does a run-in and their music hits in the beginning is also stupid. Like, oh, I'm going to go save this person, but first tell the production truck to play my music before I come out. Well, yeah, because you got to get the crowd to get hyped up, dog. Or it's WWE where every time you sign, you have to put a chip implanted in your brain that as soon as you pass the gorilla position, it like triggers something for your music to go off. Okay, you already know what's going on then, Brennan. Jeez. Now, let's By the way, move on. my beard got cut, caught in the cord, and it hurt. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, you need to fix your cord. That's your cord. 
whatever. Let's move on to AEW Dynamite, a stellar edition. Once again, we haven't really been talking about Dynamite overall in the past few months in terms of, like, the quality. I think AEW has really turned a corner. It's a damn good product right now. As he takes another yawn. What are you ski. talking about? I'm not yawning, man. Um, you know, I, I... For somebody who I... Uh, uh, for, you know, I guess me, I can't say for somebody. Um, I used to speak... Down? About? No. Speak negatively. Critically. There you go. I used to be very critical of AEW. I will say they have been putting on a consistent show that has been better than NXT. I agree. I thought this was a damn good show, especially in terms of building to the pay-per-view. I'm really excited for this pay-per-view, and we will preview that once we get to it. But first, the opening contest was a 30-minute Iron Man match between Kenny Omega and the Bastard Pack. They go 30 minutes tied one-to-one. They go an extra couple minutes into sudden death overtime. Kenny gets the win. Probably one of the best free television matches in the United States in, I wouldn't, I'd probably say years. Let's be honest. That was a fantastic match. I mean, my honest opinion, first off about Pac, Pac, Neville, whatever you want to call him, um, WWE are I, I'm hoping, I hope they're smacking themselves in the ass for letting him go. And letting all that go down the way it went down. I mean, he is such a tremendous talent. Especially but as Dominic, a heel. Dominic, he's short. And British. And Daniel Bryan is short and ugly. Whoa. Rey Mysterio was don't, don't talk short about my boy like that. And, and light. He was a world heavyweight champion. You had, you know... You know the how much hard work Matt Hardy put in to become a cruiserweight? So much. People do not respect the little things in life, aka like a little person. Not okay, hang on. Now I'm getting off track here. That match was I agree, one of the best matches I've seen in a long time. And yes, Brandon, I did see it. I was off Wednesday. Holy shit. It's off Wednesday. Um and I I think, and this is my opinion, I don't think I want to see them wrestle for a long time. I don't want them to ruin this match. I think, obviously, this was the blow-off feud, and they go straight into a different feud for Pac, Kenny doing his thing with the Tag Team Championships. They go into Pac and Orange Cassidy. We're going to talk about that match coming up in the preview, but I'll be honest, that might be the the match I'm looking forward to Almost the most compared to uh, Cody and MJF in the main event. I'm really excited to see what they do with the Orange Cassidy impact. Well, I, the only thing, the only reason why I'm nervous about the match is I don't want to see Pac lose to Cassidy. You know what I mean? Just, oh, I don't think Pac is going to lose. I think he's going to win, but it's going to be the thing of Cassidy finally showcases what he can actually do in the ring, but Pac is just too good and too great that maybe Cassidy does something where he does his gimmick a little too much and it costs him. But I think Pack. I don't think you can bet the house that Pack is going to win that match. I mean, I might unless bet if it's a DQ, you. I might honestly bet against you. I'm sorry, I think. I think. Is it Pack or Pac? I don't know. I mean, they say Pack on the thing. He, I, I don't even know. If the last time I've heard him say his own name, but it was Pack for the longest time. But then, shout out to Marquette King. Hunter for the St. Louis Battlehawks. It was Marquette for the longest time, and then now it's Marquette. 
So who knows? Are you fucking kidding me? Anyways, I can tell you that they're going to have Cassidy go over. I bet you money. Okay. Then at the end of the show, we had the weigh-in between John Moxley and Chris Jericho. A different aspect. It basically is a contract signing, but it wasn't a contract signing. It was a weigh-in, a much more sports-like atmosphere. Moxley comes out by himself. Jericho comes out with the pain maker posse. They do the weigh-ins. The big old brawl at the end. And I thought they did a fantastic job building three different matches all at one time. You have Moxley, Jericho. You have Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara. You have Jake Hager and uh, Dustin Rhodes. I thought they did a perfect job of building all three of those matches in this last segment. And the DDT onto the scale at the end was a perfect way to end the show. With Jericho bleeding from that headbutt. I mean... Uh... The only thing I take away from is when, I think it was Hager, smacked Darby Allen with the skateboard in the head. That's the only thing I take away from that. That was fucking amazing. They've really been doing a good job with Darby Allen. I mean, he's catching fire. Who knows if it's organically, if it's because of the way they're pushing him. But I'm really enjoying what they're doing with Darby Allen. We'll get to his match with Sammy Guevara in just a little bit. We had some tag team matches. Jurassic Express defeats the Inner Circle, Santana Ortiz, and Sammy Guevara. I feel as though Sammy Guevara shouldn't have got this pinfall loss here. He has the match against Darby Allen. Santana and Ortiz aren't doing anything. The real feud is Santana and Ortiz against Jurassic Express, so why don't you have uh, Luchasaurus or Jungle Boy pin one of the other guys? So, I mean, I, I my honest opinion is just because Guevara has no real ties to that feud, so why not you know, give them the loss, but yeah, it's to someone eats the pin that's not tied to it. It was a cute finish where Guevara was going to smack Jungle Boy with the, the loaded sock and then Darby Allen makes a save. So I kind of get why they did that, but I think as though you could have done something to where Guevara was going to hit him even though he wasn't the legal man. Eh, I mean, you know, just like WWE, there's those weird little stupid angles. You know what I mean? We have another tag team match. We got the Best Friends defeating the Butcher and the Blade. Good, solid mid-card tag team match. The Best Friends get the win. A good, uh, entertaining little segment of the match between the Bunny and Orange Cassidy. It was fine, but don't really know. Yeah, I'm not, not really, really, much I'm not about really it. digging it. I didn't really dig this match. I Suck mean, both up. these guys are kind of in the same... Realm, they're both kind of mid carters. One's a heel, one's a baby face. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 mean, I understand. I understand like the concept behind everything. I just, to me, it just didn't tickle my fancy. Now, did the four woman match tickle your fancy, Dominic? No. Good. I thought you could be sexual about it, but you didn't. I'm, no. I'm very proud of you. No, thank you. Good job. Thank you. Uh, we get Hakadu Shida getting the win over Big Swole, Shauna, and Yuka Sakazaki. They pushed big, or I, I wouldn't say pushed, but they had Big Swole come out on the stage last week, and then she doesn't even get the win. So now Sheeta seemingly is the number one contender after the match on Sunday. Nobody got hurt, that's all we can ask for. Can I ask you, once again, this is maybe a bad question, but, um, you know, I don't think we've talked about it when it happened, or maybe not in depth, but um, how do you feel with Nyla Rose being the women's champion? Do you have any I'm not are you, saying. Are you gonna try to get me on some like transgender equality <laughs> shit, Dominic? No, no, I'm not. Well, I mean, I, I, because I, I didn't don't listen care. to the Jericho podcast, but the, um, she was on it and she didn't mention stuff like, you know, people were like talking shit about it. Like, do you think? 
Well, I mean, you're going to get it regardless. I think anything she does, she's going to get flack for it. And I I don't really care. I mean, it's wrestling. Everything's fake. And in the universe of AEW, she's a woman wrestler. She's not even a transgender woman's wrestler. They kind of hint at it a little bit. I'm surprised they haven't really, you know, put too much emphasis on that. But maybe it's just something they're either too scared to really talk about or they don't want to talk about it. So, I mean... Do you see this ever becoming an angle? Like... Let it be if it's, you know, they're hurting for ratings and they just let someone go and just take her down a peg, be like, you're you're not a woman, you're a man, whatever. Or do you ever see it maybe, you know, having to get to that point where they have to address it? If it was WWE, I would say don't touch that because I have zero faith that they would handle it correctly and have it, you know, be sympathetic and do it in a, a good way. Now, AEW, we don't know how they would handle it, but I definitely have more faith in them handling it. So, I mean, with Kenny being the head of the women's division, being someone who's very loved in the LGBTQ community, I think he would be able to handle it properly. I think, obviously, you need to have some, have Nyla Rose's input on it if she feels comfortable doing it. You know, you definitely have to have her input and what she is comfortable with and with not the other person saying, but... I say you stay away from it. I think they've been a good job. They've done a good job of not really acknowledging it. If she wants to talk about it in hype packages and whatever, let her do that. But I think just it's not really. I mean, what, what are you going to get out of it? Saying she's a transgender woman, it's just going to. I think there's more negatives out of it than positives by shining a spotlight on that. But I'm just saying that, like you know, they're hurting for you know some other heels. You know, would it be a good way to get a heat on someone to be like to bring it up? You think or no? Well, right now she's a heel. I don't know what her upside is to the babyface. Maybe she ever does turn babyface. Maybe you, you hint at it, like some thinly veiled comments. But I I don't know. I think it's just something you don't want okay. to talk about. It. Yeah, we talked about it enough. I just wanted to talk that, about that it. That wasn't that bad, Dominic. When you brought it up, I was a little scared. Yeah. But I thought we, we told the line pretty good. I'm trying, I'm trying to be different now. Now let's move on to... The AEW Dynamite recap. I'm very excited for this show. Ugh. I think this is this has been very well built. Much better than Full Gear. I think Full Gear might be a better show. Not, I think it was a better show on paper because of the matches that are booked, but I think this one has been very well built up, and I think it's going to be a really good show. Did you say Dynamite recap? Revolution recap. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, you said you said Revolution Well, we were done with the Dynamite recap and now we're gonna talk about the Revolution prediction. Oh, prediction. Precap? Let's get to it, baby. We already kinda of talked about it. Pack versus Orange Cassidy. I feel Pack is gonna win. Cassidy's gonna show do a good showing and show the people that he's more than just hands in his pocket. I, 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 I have the dis- I still think Cassidy's gonna go over and it's gonna be real stupid. Then we have the Dark Order taking on SCU. This will be on the pre-show. The Dark Order had a promo on Dynamite heavily hinting at Matt Hardy being the exalted one, saying that Christopher Daniels is going to classify himself as obsolete. I don't think they do an angle here with Matt Hardy or whatever, whoever the higher power is. I think the thing that they do here is to tell the story that Christopher Daniels isn't the higher power, and then you save the reveal for a Dynamite later on down the road. I think SCU gets the win. Or do you have a debuting superstar like Brody Lee, Archer, whoever, like some random dude? Like, do you have that debu- debuting? Superstar? I think since this is a pre-show, not a lot of people are going to be watching the pre-show. 
I don't think you want to put that kind of emphasis on this story. Yes, it's kind of a lower mid-card story, but I think if you kind of have it be on the regular television show where a million people are going to watch and compared to whatever, a few hundred thousand on pay-per-view, I think that's just something you save because you, you don't really need to do it on this show. There's a bunch of other stuff on the show that you can have. You can save that for later on down the road. Don't want to blur your load too yeah, early, Dominic. I got you. I know, I got you. I got you. Did you make a prediction for the match itself? Oh, yeah, I'll go to the SCU, I guess. Then we got the AEW Tag Team Championship match. Kenny Omega and Hangman Page taking on the Young Bucks. They had a sit-down interview with Jim Ross on the show where the Bucks really tore down Adam Page, very, making him very sympathetic. Maybe the Bucks turn heel. Maybe Page and Omega turn heel. Who knows what's going to happen? I will go with Kenny and... almost said Kenny and Omega. Kenny and Page to retain. Maybe the Bucks kind of hint at a heel turn, but maybe they don't go full-fledged. No, I, I I think I'll go with Young Bucks, and then I think I'm gonna we're going to have a Kenny Omega heel turn. Because I think what he's going to do is he's going to try to, um, you know, maybe Paige is going to go off and he kind of like tries to protect Young Bucks and Young Bucks take it the wrong way. Kind of, you know, like it's all a misunderstanding, but makes Kenny the heel, you know? Kenny is kind of the guy stuck in the middle where he's in between his two friends that he both likes, but the, the two friends don't like each other. But I think something's going to happen. Maybe not, you know, the blow off or the full on heel turn, but I think. It'll be the next chapter. Then, we get Jake Hager taking on Dustin Rhodes. Not a lot of build to this match, so I really like they incorporated that at the end of Dynamite. I think it's straightforward. Jake Hager wins. Dustin's able to get a pretty good match out of him, but Hager's going to win in the end. Yeah, 100% agree. I don't... I'm hoping this match is not as long as I think it's going to be. Yeah, with eight matches, or I guess seven matches, on the main card, I think this definitely is one that should be cut short, have it sub-10 minutes... Or maybe in like five minutes, have Hager really put over, really, you know, slaughter Dustin Rhodes. Maybe Dustin goes off yeah, and, you know, sells it for a little bit. But moving on, we got Darby Allen taking on Sammy Guevara. Darby Allen, as we talked about, has been gaining a lot of traction recently. Sammy Guevara has been eating a lot of pins recently. So you can say, oh, maybe Sammy needs the win. But I think Darby is so hot right now that you just ride the wave and give him the win. I mean, they would be idiots not to give Darby the win. But then again... Like you said, Sammy's maybe hurting for one, and maybe, you know, this is the one he gets. I think Darby could could bounce back better if he loses versus Sammy eating another loss. Moving on, we get the women's championship match. Nyla Rose taking on Chris Statlander. I'm not excited for this match. I don't know exactly what's going to happen. I think Nyla Rose is going to, oh, I guess in terms of quality. I think Nyla Rose is going to get the win way too soon to flip the titles back and forth, I think. If you were to put it on Statlander, you could have got real on Statlander. It would have been a much better match. But Nyla wins. Who knows what happens? And then Sheeta faces her on Dynamite in three weeks. Who knows? Yeah, I, I, I think that sounds about right to me. I, I don't think... Uh, I think having Nyla drop it this quick looks really bad on them. So yeah, I think she 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 wins that match. Now, we ask this question every pay-per-view. This one's pretty simple and straightforward, I think. Dominic, what is the main event of Revolution? Is it Cody versus MJF, or is it the world title match, Jericho and John Moxley? I'm going to say, because I'm, I'm an old-school guy, I think the, end, the main event is Moxley and Jericho. 
All right, I thought that was pretty simple. But so now we have Cody taking on MJF. They didn't do really anything on the show. They had a good video package. Obviously, they have the countdown to Revolution the uh, right after Dynamite. I thought they could have done a little bit of something with maybe MJF trying to goat uh, Cody one last gas, trying to touch him and you know get the match called off. But last week was the big old crescendo, the cage match, and I thought it was really good. So last week was the Cody MJF stuff. This week was Moxley and Jericho. So I understand why they did this. I'm excited to see what they do. I think you give the win to MJF here. You can still have the, the feud go on longer. Maybe it culminates at double or nothing or eight, uh, all in or all out in the fall. So I think you give the, the win to MJF just to continue on and give some. Maybe he takes him to Dick Kick City, gets a disqualification, or maybe he wins by cheating. I mean, I, I think it's going to be more of a. Disqualific or double count out or just double disqualification or something like that, because Cody wants to hurt him, and I think MJF wants to hurt him as well. So I I don't I don't see this. I think this ends like a double a double count out, double whatever, and it culminates at like you said, double or nothing, where it's gonna be like a last man standing match or maybe like Iron Man match or you know something to the lines of where there has to be a winner. And then in the main event, we have Le Champion, Chris Jericho, defending his AEW World Championship against John Moxley. I don't exactly know. I think I'm going to go to Jericho on this one just because I think he's been doing such a good job. I don't exactly know where you go from here. You could always do another rematch. I don't know who exactly you would pick to be the one to unseat Jericho. I think Moxley is definitely on that short list of people. I just think Jericho is doing such a good job right now as there are some barking spiders in the F-150, even though you didn't hear because it, it was a little squeaking barking spider. But I think Jericho holds on to it. I think it's straight up. I think maybe, you know, some distraction or whatever, but maybe a straight up victory and Jericho gets the win. I mean, you don't see... Okay, so if Jericho wins, then... What happens at Double or Nothing? Is it a Jericho loss? He loses it? Or what happens? That's the thing. It's like, I can see Jericho going up against, maybe not Jungle Boy and Darby Allin, but I can see him going up against, like, Kenny and, you know, some other people. And then when it comes to John Moxley, the heel side, I don't really see who he could face unless it is an, an incoming Lance Archer or a Brody Lee or somebody who we don't really know about just yet. So I just think there's more options on Jericho's side for right now. And I think Cody might be the end result. Who knows how long this whole I can't have a title match forever thing really lasts. But I think Kenny and Cody are probably my two picks on who should take the title off of Jericho and be the long-term babyface champion. I don't think Moxley needs it. I think Moxley can have his undercard or his mid-card uh, you know, blood feuds with Archer and Lee and some of the guys. I don't think it really needs to have the title on it. I mean, well, I think we'll have to wait and see because I think and John also, Moxley I, I think, should be the one that takes the title, in my opinion. I think if John Moxley were to win, I think if he was going to win, I think it would have been a much more spirited, last-minute, go-home-sell-the-pay-per-view promo by him. Like, I'm going to win, you know, I'm tired of all your bullshit, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to take the title off of him and... Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what happens. Do you think maybe at Revolution this is the moment where he takes off the eye patch and Jericho sells like, holy shit, he's 100%, I'm going to die? Yeah, I mean, I don't... You know what, if if I was Moxley, I maybe wouldn't take it off at the beginning of the match. I'd maybe take it off 
somewhere towards the middle end because maybe you have Jericho reeling. He's kind of like, okay, I can do it. And then that's where he kind of just takes it off and he kind of like gives him a wink or whatever and then dirty deeds or whatever you call it. Paradigm shift. Paradigm shift, sorry. It's okay. It also has like a different name in New Japan. I've never really been a big fan of the eye patch gimmick with him right now, especially in New Japan where he's wrestling and like clearly the eye patch comes off. You can see his eye is perfectly fine. He had an eye patch that was really strong and it didn't move at all. And then he goes back to the other one where he was shitting and moved all over the place. So I would just take it off at the beginning, tell the story that he's fine, and just go on with the match. Okay. I mean, seems good to me. And that will do it for us for today. <laughs> I know. Thank you all very much for tuning in inside the very hot and foggy boy. F-150 after we talked for about an hour and eight minutes. Another spider. Another spider. Dominic, I, I, I would ask you to check the DMs in the... The Google machine, but I'm pretty sure I already know the answer that we don't have any fan mail questions. Excuse me, I think the studio audience is trying to take my job. Nope. Okay, well, okay. No Twitters. Maybe Brandon, if you want to plug the social medias, maybe give me some time to look up the the. Emails. Well, if you would like to follow us on the social medias, you can follow us on Twitter at Curveballs and CS. Follow us on Facebook at Curveballs and Chair Shots. And if you would like to send in a question via Gmail, you can talk about sports, wrestling, life, anything in between. I mean, let's be honest here. Not everything in between, but you know. You send it to Curveball and CS at, at gmail.com. Yes. almost said dot com. I almost fucked it up. But anyways, I didn't. I kind of did. You didn't fuck it up. And you know what, Brandon? We have... A bunch of emails from Bleach Report, like always. <laughs> Bleach Report. A lot of ads about buying AW Revolution, right? Uh, probably not. Uh, uh, yeah, El Clasico, and then AW Revolution, MLS. There you go, Brian. We actually talked about soccer for once. That's if he even it. listens, he probably doesn't listen anymore. Yeah, he loves us. That's the trash can with all the Bleach Report. Where's the spam? Anyways, we're not even good enough for spam. Very much for tuning in today. Make sure to. Hit that subscribe button. I don't think I've ever asked you guys to hit the subscribe button, so do it, please. And yeah, same time, same place next week, maybe back in the F 150. It's such a not. great time. I hope not. I'm sweating my balls off. I gotta take a piss. So goodbye okay. and good night. Uh, bye bye. <laughs>